Good morning, Calvary. I love it when God just totally interrupts the program. He don't need permission with his. He can do whatever he wants, anytime he wants. Do it again, Lord. So a lot of things going on in the background. A lot of battle crying, a lot of fasting. There's, there's, there's a, a movement of fasting and preparation and, because we're, we're getting serious. You know, we want to hear God. We're tired of the games. And, and I'm not pointing at anybody because all I can do is point at myself. So we're tired of games. So we were saying, Lord, have your way with me. Lord, break me. Show me. Whatever you need to do, do it because you don't need my permission. But if you do, just in case, here, here it is. Have your way with what belongs to you anyway. And I see a hunger and I see a stirring among the people. And I think, God, there's something happening. And in the same time, I'm seeing all the crazy attacks and I'm seeing how the enemy is not just falling, rolling over and dying. He's He's showing his thoughts and, and bringing a little spirit of confusion and gossip and lies and everything. I'm going, Lord, something great is about to happen. See, I can't focus on what the enemy's doing. I'm going, you're defeated anyway. I just got to focus on, oh, look what God is doing. You know what I'm saying? Look, look, look. look. Oh, man. Look at her. Oh, yeah. The, no, no. Don't look at the attack. Look what God is doing. Awesome. Because there is, this is season of breakthrough. We started already with the dance. So if we're dancing, that means the victory came already. Lula knows that I didn't want to talk today. <laughs> I get nervous when I speak about, not speak about God when I speak up here. Because I, 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 I am my greatest critic. Oh, you should have said it this way. Oh, you mispronounced that way. When you're going to get it right. You know? And I pray that I never, ever, ever say, yeah, I'm bad. You know? Let me stay this way. It keeps me humble. Amen. So, you know, it's, it's goods and it's bads. The sweets and the bitter together. Mixed in together. <clears throat> Today we're going to speak on fear. You know, we have freedom in God. As we were singing. And, but it was an awesome price paid for that freedom. It didn't come easy. And as children of God, we take it lightly. And I know that's got to hurt our father because he sent his son to set us free. Go for Matthew 14, 20, 22. And if I get stuck in a word here and there, it's okay. God's not finished with me yet. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitude away, he went and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up to a mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, it was, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now on the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the, the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, it, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter has come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hands and caught him and said to him, All you of little faith, why did you doubt? Amen. Amen. Now go to Matthew 4. Mark 4.35. Mark 4.35. Ready? On the same day, when evening has come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they have left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And, uh, and others like, and other little boats were, were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat it into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and, and they awoken him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father, we thank you for your word. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will just have your way with us today. Remove Ross from the way and speak. Father, I know we're t short of time, but there is no such thing as a time frame with you. Father, a thousand words for me and one word for you could bring a whole revelation of deliverance and understanding. So I ask that you release your word today, Father. Lord, Father, release your word to empower your people to understand that they are awesome and fearfully made in your image. Father, we thank you and we give you all the glory and honor. Amen. May be seated. I'm trying to get away from these lights, they're blinding me. Um, fear is a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. Fear is a powerful thing. The dictionary says definition of fear is the feeling you have when you are in danger or expect something bad to happen. Scientist says that fear isn't, isn't all bad. That fear can be used as a tool. You know? Tool. How you use fear as a tool? You have a little kid, and you, and you say your kid is Taurus. And you say, Taurus, don't touch the stove, Taurus. Hot, Taurus, hot. So Taurus won't go to the stove. So you're imparting fear on Taurus over the hot stove. So fear is being used as a tool. Amen. Right? Also, fear creates a certain enzyme, a certain chemical within your system that causes you to all of a sudden get some strength to run from the situation or confront the situation. So fear it causes you to look at, at certain elements as, or should I say, fear keeps you from approaching a rattlesnake or going up to a lion like if you would go up to a worm or a little cat. 
Whoa, lions. You don't mind you're going to back off. Oh, little kitty, kitty, kitty. No problem, right? You know, follow me so far? Let me start you a little bit. Just, I'm going to jump ahead over here. We react this way. Lions and tigers and bears and demons. But we supposed to be acting like this. Lions and tigers and bears. Demons. But I went over you. Okay. Remember that little skit. It'll come back to you. See, because fear should be like what I consider as a, a device, a warning system. You know, remember Spider-Man? He would go, I, I, I sense, my spider senses are sensing danger. Something's going to happen. And some of you guys here are sort of like that way in the sense of you're so spiritual. That you can walk into a room and we're hanging out and you go, hey, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's something here that I don't like. I'm not going in. I'm not part of this. Come on, come on. Come on, we're going to have a good time. No, there's something. My senses are going beep, beep, beep. Uh, call me coward, call me chicken, call whatever. But there's something that's not agreeing with the atmosphere. I'm out of here. See? So all fear is not bad. Let me, t- let me get a verse here. In, book of, uh, in Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And remember I always say that the only thing that can destroy us in the book of Hosea says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So what it's really saying, you're, 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 you're perishing because you're not spending time with God. So, and in Proverbs 15.33 says, Fear, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. So all fear is not bad. You just got to know how to apply it or how to approach it. But in 2 Timothy... Talking about the natural aspect of fear that we should have of the fear of walking off the edge, the fear of walking towards an animal, a, a vicious animal. You know, that's normal fear. That's a warning device saying, Ross, if you step over, the law of gravity will take effect. So let me use wisdom here. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a little, a little high here. I'm going to step back here. That's a good fear. A greater fear, if we just finished reading in Proverbs, is the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord keeps you in reverence unto your God. See, all fear is not bad. There are some fear, you know, what is called a spirit of fear. And a spirit of fear and natural fear is two different things. What are you talking about? I'm talking about it is normal to be scared of a bear. But it's not normal to be scared to come out of your own house. And the spirit of fear hinders you from doing what you want to do. It does not hinder you from doing things. It hinders you from doing what you want to do. Or what you're called to do. Or your desire to do. School days. Nate, you remember when you were a kid in schoolyard? And homie will say, yo... And you will throw your books down? Yeah, bring it on. You know? And all of a sudden, you guys are about to throw it down, and they grab you. Let me go! Let me go! And you're glad they're holding you? <laughs> you I will kill you! Don't let me go. Hold me. Hold my pants. Hey, don't. 
See, fear torments you only to the point of it hinders you from doing what you want to do. See, don't let me go. It's not a hindrance because I really don't want to fight this guy. I think, I think he might have whooped me. So there's no fear of going for it. Fear is only when I want to do something for God and he tells me I need you to go do this. Just take God for a second now. I need to supply for my family, but I'm fearful and I qualify or intelligent enough or capable to get a job. And fear hinders me from going out and achieving what I need to achieve. That's when fear becomes, a, a, <clears throat> torments you. It's no tormentation from fear when it keeps you from doing what you don't want to do. See, when they can't hold me back from fighting, that wasn't no tormentation. I didn't want to fight anyway. That's no big deal. But when fear hinders you from doing what you're supposed to do, then we have a problem. And, and that doesn't take much fight to understand or much revelation to understand that. Nine times out of ten, we understand when it's something that's hindering us because there's an overwhelming sign of fear. When you're walking in your house and you're like, and you're alone, you know there's a problem here. There's not a natural element to your fear of your spirit of spirits. You know, things that go boom in the night. What was that? Yeah. But in 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, but for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. But of love and of sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. Power. Taking back your authority. Binding the enemy. Here no further. Step back in the name of Jesus. Because greater is he that abides in me than he that abides in the world. We understand that. Power. Authority. Love. You have, love, you have to love people from fear. The Bible says that a perfect love. I just want to show you with me. I told you I need you. Stir me up. Perfect love. Perfect love. Mature love. A complete love. And, and people who operate in fear need to be connected with somebody who, that loves them. But even the greatest of us that has so much love gets to a point they can't take it anymore. You know what I mean? Al, come on, Al, let's go. Al, get up, let's go. Al, we got to go across the street. Al, come on, Al. Al, uh, stay there. But the perfect love, we need to go to God to continue to give us, to reach out for Al, to help Al do what Al normally is supposed to be doing. Fear will hinder you from the most smallest thing. And you were looking at them and saying, man, they're coward. No, he's not a coward. There's something that's hindering there. There's, there's something unnatural about it. And we had to come to an understanding of that. So God gave us three weapons to fight fear. Power, we understand. Authority, love, we understand. But then the third one, it says, a sound mind. To overcome fear. God gave you the ability to think something through. To reason the situation. Wait a minute, what's this? Is this a natural element happening here? Or this is a supernatural attack? You know, God gave us the ability to reason our way out of a situation. What's really happening in this midst? Why am I entering this room and feeling something that's not right here? He gave us a sound mind to think. I lose anybody yet? Yeah. And you know... Confrontation and fear, you know, growing up, I thought, you know, in my lifetime, you know, because the way 
society and Hollywood pumps up heroes, his feelings, guys that they'll just go up to anybody and boom, like, what's the problem? You know, damn, that boy's bad. You know, no, because everybody has a fear. You know, and, and some of you probably have no problem uh, with confrontation. And you're probably saying, Elder, you're not for nothing, but I don't have a problem with that. I'll, I'll put people in check on a heartbeat, you know. Yeah, but everybody has a fear. And even that is a cover front of your hiding, a fear you're hiding. So we're all dealing with some form of fear, natural and supernatural. That's why we should never ever point each other down or knock each other down, because we're all walking together. The only one we should gather together to bring down, slap down, and kick in the, where the sun don't shine is the devil himself and his principalities. The fear of being alone. That causes you to be with an abusive person because you're afraid of being. Well, I'd rather be with this abuser because I might not get nothing. So uh, since I have the fear of being alone, I'll stay with the abuser, even though he's abusing me, but at least I got somebody. Fear is crippling. It's a powerful thing, fear. The fear of rejection. The fear of going and asking what is yours anyway. Forget about the world. You know, uh, uh, the fear of going to your boss and asking for a raise or, or for a higher position because you are scared he's going to reject you. You already got the answer before you actually asked the question, before you even asked the question. So there's fear already. But about the fear of, of God is telling you, you you're called to do this and you're fear to do it because you're fear you'll be rejected by the people. So the fear of rejection cripples you from being an effective child. And, and it's funny because a, a, a couple of weeks back, I won't, won't mention names to protect an innocent. <laughs> this young lady came up to me and says, Elder, you need to announce this. I said, oh, praise God. Said, no! <laughs> and I said, is it going to bite you? <laughs> you know, we have an awesome worship team. You know, awesome worship team. But there's a lot of you out there can sing, but you're scared to come up here and sing. There's talent in the house. <laughs> Sorry, you're not singing, bro. No. I heard you sing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get you. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I'm swaying like a dog up here. <laughs> fear is not based on soundness. It's not. If, remember, we have a sound mind that we're supposed to look into the situation and analyze this. Wait, what is going on here? Why is my wife all of a sudden going off on me? Let me look at the whole picture. What's going on here? Instead of just, yo, what's, you know, let me step back and say, babe, what's up? We have a sound mind to say, oh, I see this. That will get out. Sound mind, 
applying his authority, the power to get the demon or the influence who may be tormenting my wife at that moment or my boss or whatever. Get out of here. You have no authority. We have a sound mind to rationalize and say, <laughs> I see you, man. You get high, but I see you. We have that. That's a weapon from God. Three awesome weapons. Power, love, and sound mind. But it's a combination of the three that makes the cupcake. You cannot have one without the other. Because you cannot operate in the power of God without the love of God. And you can't operate in the power or the love of God without the understanding and the soundness of a mind. So you need the three elements to make you dangerous. Yes, amen. You are awesome and fearfully made. Amen. God works in threes. I noticed that. Son, Father, Holy Ghost. Body, flesh, the flesh, the body, the soul, the spirit. You know, the three combination makes the one. Yes. These three combination causes you to poof. Deuteronomy comes in fact. The enemy attacks in one direction and flees in several. Why he flees in several today? Because today you've been awakened. You have the understanding. You're operating in the power of God because you're floating with the love of God, with the mind sign of understanding. Then the enemy comes and says, whoa, he knows who he is. Okay. <laughs> oh, joke aside. You guys getting any energy? Okay. So that means when the enemy wants to stop you, he sends a spirit of fear to torment you. To stop you from doing what you could do all along. What you've been called to do. What you've been created to do. The Bible says that he inhabits in the praises of his people. His presence causes me to be the head, not the tail. His presence causes me to be healed and delivered. And, and get revelation and understanding. I become one when I'm in his presence. And one of the greatest things the enemy does to keep your mouth shut. When it comes to praising God. But it can run in gossip. We need to go back to basics. And what is our basics? Going back to the Father's face. Confronting the enemy. And fear is everywhere. In everything you look. Like I said, fear torments only, only when you want to do something for God. It holds you back. When you don't have nothing to do for God or you're not being active, or you're not being... It, you know, if you look at Hollywood and the most of these guys out there with this, what the world calls super macho men and, 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 and these days super macho women and, and, and fearless, and, you know, and they, they'll go up to anybody and boom, and uh, the guy have my preference speech and no problem, and, and they do all these crazy stuff, and we go, wow, check it out. But reality, they're achieving nothing. So why should they be tormented? Because not bringing anything glory to God. So if you desire to bring glory unto God, then the torments begin. Then the attacks come in. You understand that? If you're being attacked, that means there's a desire in here to bring Him glory. If you're not being attacked, question yourself. 
Oh, how was, how was today? Oh, cool. No problem. What happened yesterday? Oh, everything was cool. What happened last week? Man, the last five years. <sighs> Check yourself. I mean, elder, that means I'm supposed to be going to 12? Well, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. I will come out of this shinier than gold. So things will happen in our lives. Listen, folks, let's be, let's be honest with each other. Just because I'm a Christian does not mean I'll never have a bad day. Does not mean I will never go through something. Does not mean that a loved one in my family won't pass away. Or a close friend will get into a car accident. Does not mean that. It means when that happens, I still have the peace to go forth. Instead of crying and moaning and complaining, oh, Lord, what's going on? I'm going to revenge my brother. No, I can say, look, I can just overlook the pain and go to that. I'm here for you, my brother. I know you lost a member. Whatever I can do. And, and bring encouragement instead of a word of destruction. That's what a Christian is supposed to be. But God, excuse me, but the enemy does not want you to encourage each other, to motivate each other, to be affected. That's why he sends the spirit of fear to hinder you, to cripple you, to hold you back from being effective. Again, if you're not being effective, there's no attack. Why? Why bother you? You ever heard the phrase, why fix it if it ain't broken? Why bothered you if you're already doing what I want you to do anyway? Yeah, it's good because I don't have that here. <laughs> Keep going, dog. <laughs> wow, man. The Bible says that fear has, to- has torment, but only, like I said, I'm going to repeat something, but I wrote it down. I did write notes. The only way fear can torment you is if, you, if it holds you back from doing something you want to do for God. Gave you the illustration of the kid was going to fight and they're holding him back and he was happy they were holding him back because he really didn't want to fight. So there's no torment there. There is no torment in, in being held back for something you really don't want to do. But hear this. You cannot walk in your prophecy and be afraid. You have to have courage. That's why the very first thing God told Joshua was to be strong and very courageous. You're going to do this, but be strong and very courageous. I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Don't look at your surroundings. Be strong and courageous. I am with you. So all I have to do is really what it's saying is believe him. Remember in the beginning I said, this has been one of the greatest years, 2010, of the givers in this house? Yeah. Because we did not hear the report of what the world says, the economy is bad. We were strong and courageous, and we believe in the vision we gave. Amen. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, man. Don't stop. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jesus told his disciples get into the boat like we read before to go, uh, to go to the other side. Both times, both times trouble came in the middle of the sea. Both times in the beginning of your journey, in the middle of your journey, trouble began. 
Now, if the storm would have started in the beginning, the Lord would have told him, well, wait till the storm is over. Once the storm is over, we're going to cross over. No, he told him, he sent them. In the midst of the journey, the storm broke out. So watch out for trouble in the middle of your life. Watch out for trouble in the middle of your career. Watch out for trouble in the middle of your marriage. Ready? Everybody who gets married is happily, very happy the first day. <laughs> that that <laughs> Nate's going, ow. <laughs> you know? In the middle of your journey, wow, oh, look at this. <laughs> But you're in the journey. There is no turning back. <laughs> Fair warning. As we grow and get a building, watch your faces because the camera will be falling around. <laughs> So like I said, watch out for the storm in the middle. Storm never breaks out at first. Every, oh, I bet that everybody's happy the first day. <laughs> Trouble breaks out in the middle when you are halfway there. Understand that the spirit of fear takes advantage of the vulnerability of the stage you're in. It catches you when you are the most vulnerable. going fast. It catches you when you are the most vulnerable. It doesn't come to you when you got the race. It doesn't come to you when you got all the money and everything's good. And your relationship with your rib, everything's smooth sailing. It comes to you when you got laid off. It comes to you when your, your money's acting a little funny. And all of a sudden you're going to turn the car on and click, the engine won't start. That's when the trouble begins. When you're vulnerable. And then he says, I can kick him now. You see, if he's going, to give, he's going to give his God glory, or he's going to huff and puff and, oops, did I say that? What's going to come at that moment? That's when he comes. He ain't going to come to you when we're up here. <laughs> Jesus. No, he's going to come to you when you're walking down the street and the guy walking by and gives you the finger. He's going to point at you. What? Wow. <laughs> Yeah. We we were in this men's gathering one time, and Pastor Victor, Pastor Victor was preaching, and uh, there was a gentleman back, the timekeeper, and the pastor's going on, gone, and the pastor looks up, he goes, he says, I must hurry up and finish because the pastor on the back is giving me the finger, <laughs> and they told him, you're on tape. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> the finger. <laughs> Peter was fearful of two things. He was in the boat and he was fearful of the storm coming at him. Then he took a step of faith and climbed out of the boat. Then he got fearful of the surroundings 
and it began to sink. The boat is designed to float as long as the situation of the outside doesn't get in the inside. The boat only sinks when the situation of the outside gets in the boat. You only begin to sink when you allow the surroundings and the gossip and the foolishness and the reports of the world begins to come inside. I say you only sink when you allow the surroundings and the report of the world and the gossip gets in. As long as it stays out here, you are afloat. I could go to hell and be afloat. Or I could be floating in hell. See, because the boats are made to float. They're not made to sink. They pitch them all kinds of ways and they fill every crack. They think of every situation, every angle uh, of water attack on the ship to get into the boat. So they cover everything, everything. If they miss a spot, water will get in. The boat will begin to sink. And if you're not sure if you're on float or sinking, then just ask yourself or listen to the conversation you're in. If your conversation is to, yes, the sister's going to the you know, let's pray for her and praise God. Or, yeah, how, how dare she thinks she is or he is that. Yeah. See, you're sinking because you're allowing things in where they shouldn't be. This is the temple of the Lord. Oil and vinegar will not mix here. Truth and lie does not mix. So if we allow the wrong information or the wrong influence to come into the boat, then the boat will sink and not float and, and operate in the way he was created to operate. Fear is one of those things they're trying to get into the boat. Doubt, which is accustomed to fear, is one of the things they're trying to get into the boat. Division. They're all married together. You know, it has nothing to do with sickness. That's, that's another level of coming against. But even sickness tries to get into a boat to hinder you because by thy stripes I am healed and made whole. See, so the information that I allow in here from the word of God or from the TV news or from the brother and sister who sits next to me in the choir, am I getting that information or am I getting this information is going to indicate am I floating with God or am I sinking? And you can go for years and never know you're underwater. And be up here. And, 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 and now and then give a word. Of, Ooh, brother, that was awesome. And when he walks out, no testimony. So we just got to go back to being afraid. Oh, wait a minute. I know what you're trying to say, be afraid. Yeah, God didn't give me a spirit of faith. No, but he said, fear the Lord. He said, that's the beginning of instruction towards wisdom. So we need to know, not what am I going through, not what's happening. Lord, are you in this? Is it you, Lord? Are you in charge? Because if you're there, I go with you. I don't care what surrounding says. But if you're not there, I ain't going. That warning device should go off. Boop, 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 boop. Beep, beep, beep. Ah. Pick your own sound. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> Whatever turns you on, you know. It should be going off and sending a, a warning into your spirit and saying, something's wrong here. There was a sister in the church, I'm sticking back, in the train, and she was acting a little funny. 
and she walking back and forth, and I just watched her. I said, Lord, is this you? And he told me to be peace. And I went, it was the Lord. She was interceding as she walked back and forth. But at first, she looked like a nut. That's what I went. There you go, giving us a bad name. <laughs> you know? But in the meantime, she was there interceding for everybody in the train. Safe travel, journey home. I was like, the Lord told me to be at peace. I went, you know, in a storm, it's hard to recognize God. In a storm, it's hard to recognize who is with you and who is not. It is hard to trust because you don't know. Because we're liars. We're complicated people. You know, we say one and do the other. You know, and I'm talking about the body. We're supposed to know better. So, what's flo- what, how you're floating? Or are you floating? Or are you halfway sinking? Or are you sunk? I don't know. You got to ask God. I go to God every day. Lord, am I faking this? Lord, am I fronting to my brothers who think I'm that? In the meantime, you're looking at me going, waste of time. So you got to constantly go back and put yourself in check. Constantly go back and check. I constantly got to take my car now and then and oil change and tune up because I want it running right. So I constantly got to go before God and tune me up because I need to flow as you will. Fear will keep you from going back to God. Lulez, I know what you did last night. You think God's going to fix this one? Don't you dare go to the woman's meeting tomorrow. I'll expose you. We laugh, but how many people we know, believers that killed themselves because they couldn't take it? They believed the lie. They believed the wrong report. Fear Fear will snuff you out. You keep walking around dead and you don't even know it. You could be one of the best givers in the house and still be dead. Where was that? Yeah, the boat decided not to go sink. We could go through hell and still be there. You, you are only drowning because the life around you, as I said, has gone into you. And then I'm going to turn the page around. See, look, I'm not going to turn the page on the other side. A gun is a weapon. As is money is a weapon. A gun is a tool. As gun, as money is a tool. As a hammer is a tool. A hammer is to, depending on the type of hammer, to break down bricks, slam in a nail, and not to slam somebody's head. It's the tool. How you use it will indicate your freedom walking around society or locked up behind bars. A gun was created to protect us, to go hunting, to provide for us. We use it in that aspect and still go home to your honey or use it to rob a, rob a store and spend the rest of your life behind bars. The gun did not force you or cause you to commit crime. The lie of the enemy that that was the only way you could have provide, cost, provide, and also provided the weapon just happened to, Mikey just happened to be passing by and say, yo, Mike, psst, I got the stuff here for you. So it's not the tool that causes you to fall. It's what's gotten in what causes you to fall. So fear is just another tool that the enemy uses 
to bring destruction. Remember, we were fearfully created. Not feel full. Not fear full created. There's no fear in you besides the fear of the reverence of the Lord. So what is hindering you? What fear is holding you back from achieving what God called you to be? What lie are you listening to? What goals that you desire to fulfill for God in this season that you're allowing the lies of the enemy or the manipulation of the enemy to hold you back? If you, had, if you were fearless and you had the money and you didn't care, what would you do? Whatever came up, that's what the enemy is holding you back from. 